Greetings. Welcome to The Dividing Line. It is a Thursday. It is um, my granddaughter's, my current youngest granddaughter's, as in born, uh, fifth birthday. I cannot believe my little Janie is five years old today. So we've only got an hour-long program today because I've got a jet. (laughs) Because since my wife was forced into retirement by the COVID uh, panic, um, she, she used to watch all these baking shows, but she had to work full time, so she just watched baking shows. Well, the great danger is if your wife retires, uh, even is forced into retirement and was watching all those baking shows, here's the danger. She'll start baking because <laughs> now she has all the time in the world to do it. And so she has a unicorn cake. Um, and then she has another cake where she um, <clears throat> has has drawn uh, spaceships and planets and unicorns uh, because that's what Jan- the Janie's into right now. And um, so we've got to get those all out to the uh, the party today. And uh, I- I've got to have priorities, folks. You know, uh, uh, Grandpa's got to got to deliver deliver Nani, uh, who has the uh, the baked goods uh, to the uh, to the party. So. Uh, that's got to have your priorities, man. Got to got to do it. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking thinking back into the past. Anyway, it's good to smile about things like that and to be uh, thankful for little January and uh, and uh, what a what a sweet girl she is. Uh, and it helps you to survive some of the stuff we've got to talk about today. Once again, uh, Twitter providing. Um, oh, you know, I'm in a, I joined a MeWe group, uh, Reformed uh, Theology and Discussion MeWe group. It's gone from 50 when I joined it to 250 in two days. And it wasn't because of me. It's just an influx of people joining MeWe, and they're just searching for groups, and it's like, that, that one pops up. And it's like, aha, aha, aha. That's, uh, that's interesting. But uh, anyway, on... Um, on Twitter, there's a something called UN Watch, and it's uh, China, newly elected to the UN Human Rights Council. Just reviewed the U.S. human rights record, and here's what they say. China wishes to recommend to the U.S. root out systemic racism, address widespread police brutality, and combat discrimination against African and Asian Americans. And I'm listening to, I'm I'm reading this, knowing that China's blowing up Christian churches, imprisoning Christians, imprisoning Uyghur Muslims, torturing people. Millions of people have lost their lives in Chinese under Chinese communist uh, torture and imprisonment and everything else. And, I mean, look at what's happening to Hong Kong, and they're talking to us about police brutality. Well, if you, if you wanted to know who's behind uh, promoting all this stuff and who's sending the money to help promote this kind of divisive-type, false uh, narrative, should be pretty obvious, huh? Yeah, it it is. It is. It's um, it's it's truly amazing. It, it it's it's astonishing. Uh, so you've got that, and then uh, what was that? Uh, the other one that um, 
that I had just uh, put up there. Uh, you know, that level of hypocrisy was was amazing. And oh, oh, the other one was. <laughs> I hate having called all these things, but I called all these things a long time ago, and and I was I saw them coming, but I I just I just hoped that they that that was wrong. Uh, Ticketmaster, did you see this? Yeah, Ticketmaster plans to check your vaccine status for concerts. So if you want to get tickets to a concert, uh, then what you're going to have to do. Is uh, of course there the, the, already there, and and people are making money. Can you imagine if you had if you somehow could into the amount of money currently flowing into uh, cotton face masks? <laughs> I mean, wow! And uh, so now you have these uh, travel passes that are developing. And that's why I'm just, that's why we're developing a studio. And it's like, man, I enjoyed traveling and, and I, I've got such good friends in places like South Africa and Ukraine and, and Australia. And for the foreseeable future, anyways, I'm not going to be going to any of those places. I'm not going to be traveling uh, because we know what's coming. You will have to have a medical passport. And the medical passport will either you you will have to receive the immunization, and the immunization, the current one that's being pushed, uh, with a supposed ninety percent success rate in producing antibodies. The problem is what you need are T cells, but antibodies, ninety um, percent. But guess what? It's an annual shot, just like the flu shot is. And so you get to sign up uh, to to have foreign substances injected into your body every year. And that will then be attached to your passport, which you'll have on your phone or on the RFID chip that you allow to be placed into your body, which will be what is pushed. And no, I'm not connecting that to anything in the book of Revelation at all. Um, lot of, oh, every single time you say it, it's just constant. There, there are so many Christians that think there is only one eschatological viewpoint out there. So, bing, that's got to be it. But it will be placed on your, your record. The only other way around it is to have a negative COVID test uh, 24 to 72 hours before flight or before concert or before whatever else is. So, entire companies are going to come into existence that are going to handle this stuff and and more and more of your private information out there for everybody for big brother to know everything there is to know about you and um yeah there you go um so yeah yeah right yeah um so live music stocks soar on covid19 vaccine breakthrough um what we need to recognize is this doesn't get rid of COVID-19 and we will never get rid of COVID-19. Um, just like we've not getting, gotten rid of H1N1 or H1N2 or anything else. Um, they will always be a part of 
what's out there, and uh, there will be other stuff in the future. And how we handle this will now become the paradigm for the future. We, um, we did not handle it like any previous pandemic, and I think we've exacerbated it horribly as a result. And, of course, we have grown global government to a massive size, just to an absolutely astonishing size in, uh, in the process. And so we shouldn't be surprised that the um, – uh, that's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. Um, let me uh, – there. oh, man, I had that. Had that right where I could uh, where I could see it. There was this astonishing uh, thing from the office of the president elect, and there, of course, is no such thing as an office of president elect, and there currently is not a president elect um, in the United States. But that's not stopping the media and people like David French from being all over that. But there was a um, uh, thing that was talking about immediate... Here it is. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, This is actually from Discern, uh, and it's an article by Peter Heck. Oh, get out of there. I hate those videos. Um, Early executive actions. This is what uh, Biden has promised. Early executive actions. Address COVID-19 pandemic prevention, response, and treatment, including launching a new COVID tax task force immediately following transition. And from so, from what I've seen so far, I remember the guy that one of the, one of the guys that's advising Biden says that there's no reason to live past 75. Of course, the average age of a COVID death is 78. Figure that one out. And of course, Joe Biden 77. So um, <laughs> I'm sure Kamala Harris is behind that one. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Joe, uh, since uh, you yourself have uh, assigned this guy, off with you. Uh, But um, the the people that are now coming into light as a part of a supposed future Biden administration are so far on the left. We we tried to tell you, We, we said, oh, I said over and over again. Joe Biden's an empty suit. He's not there. Kamala Harris is the most leftist senator in the United States Senate. You elect these people, you are electing communists to the highest levels of the government of the United States. Communism and the Constitution cannot exist together, therefore the Constitution is doomed. Um, and you're not going to like what happens. If you like even a smidgen of freedom and liberty, you're not going to like what's going to happen. But be it as it may. Um, number two, implementing a national mask mandate, which will which will immediately make us wonder what's South Dakota going to do. Uh, what are what are states where this is so stupid that it boggles the mind going to do? When Big Brother says we don't care. We, we don't care what your situation is. We don't care what the facts are. We don't care how much this will damage people. We are just simply saying this is for your safety. It's a lie, but we're the government. And so when we say it, it's the truth, even though it's a lie. Uh, yeah. 
implementing a national mask mandate, extending the public health emergency, which means keep those lockdowns going forever, baby, and increasing funding for testing and contact tracing. He wants 100,000 more people to basically be collecting your private information and following you everywhere. And of course, who already does this? Um, The same people that Facebook hired to be their censors from the CCP. The Chinese Communist Party, this is what they do. They follow all citizens everywhere. Well, it takes a lot of citizens to follow citizens. These actually really aren't citizens. They're more like subjects. But it takes a lot of people to do that. Sure, most of it's computerized, but you got to run the computers and stuff goes wrong and there are update problems and, you know, all the rest of that stuff. And so you got to have literally hundreds of thousands of people to spy on the other hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of millions of people. Takes a lot of work. Takes a lot of work to be big brother. Uh, Big brother is lots of people. Uh, Reverse Trump actions that have weakened the Affordable Care Act. In other words, we're going to socialized medicine. Socialized medicine all the way. I can't believe how many people over the past couple of days were telling me on on social media. They they were talking about how wonderful it is to have everything free. (laughs) I'm just like... (laughs) I I really feel for anybody who thinks that they, they live... Like in Canada, and say, well, everything's free. Wow. You, uh, nobody home. Lights on, nobody home. You think that's free, huh? I, I guess you haven't looked at your paycheck and the pay stub and, yeah, anyway. Um, oh, then, reverse Trump actions on abortion, reproductive health care, including reversing the Mexico City policy, restoring funding to Planned Parenthood, and contraceptive coverage under the ACA. They'll probably be going after the poor sisters as well, again, to make sure that the poor sisters, the nuns, are paying for contraception as well, because that's what the Obama administration did. So I'm sure they'll, they'll probably be doing the same thing. Right back to where we were, um, because, of course, that, you know, Trump did those things as executive orders. As soon as you put the communists in control, then they use executive orders to do the exact opposite thing. But hey, Big Eva told us it's cool. It's 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 all right to fund Planned Parenthood and all the transgender madness and 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 governmental theft to promote abortion and fantasy. All that's cool because of Trump's tweets. Big Eva told us, and evidently, people listened. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, that's under uh, opinion. Christians, we are going to have to resist. Peter Heck, you might want to look that up on Discern if you want to uh, read that particular thing as well. But if, you, if you're going, well, you know... Um, now, what's this here? Uh, while some, like James White, draw alarm to having to get a shot, what he should be drawing alarm to is people needing to get a mark in their body to buy or sell. That is a little too close to home for James White and those like him. 1 Timothy 6.10. This is, uh, it's inside you. Um, let, 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 me, let me take a wild guess. Uh, yep, 128 followers. <laughs> there you go. So well, that doesn't mean anything. Well, yeah, actually, actually, it, it does. Um, uh, February of 2019, and uh, joined up and and got that many followers. But um, so I'm I'm sitting here going. I'm under. You know, it's, it's just just take a look here, real real quick. 
Ah, love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. Ah, there you go. There you go. So, congratulations. It's inside you. So, I guess there's some eschatological connection from this particular uh, tweeter, tw- Twitter, tweeter, or something like that. Uh, someone asking if I'm on Parlay. I am. I mentioned when I joined up, I don't know, months ago. Uh, I am El Euthero- at El Eutheros, E-L-E-U-T-H-E-R-O-S, which means uh, freed, redeemed. Uh, it's a, actually a name that Luther used uh, and signed uh, a few times. What? What? To search your name? Oh, I don't know. Um, a, lot of, a lot of search stuff doesn't really work too well for me. Um, so, uh, okay, you, you might be saying, yeah, we got it bad here. Don't have it quite as bad yet, we will, as Norway. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. You ready for this? Um, by trans and non-binary folks in Norway are celebrating a huge win after the country recently expanded its penal code that previously only protected lesbian and gay people from hate speech to include gender identity and all forms of sexual orientation. By the way, that's the Equality Act here in the United States. And again, Biden-Harris said from the start, first thing we're going to do, Equality Act. And they're going to do everything they can to win those seats in Georgia to try to take the Senate so they can just... So instead of establishing the parameters of the Equality Act via executive order, but that's not permanent... Um, they take the Senate, then they just they just ram all this stuff through immediately. Just gut the Constitution, just boop, just like that, and for and force the transgender insanity, and it, it is it it's a form of insanity uh, down everybody's throats. And uh, so this is what's happening in Norway. But check this out: uh, these amendments to the Penal Code, not Civil Code, Penal Code which was first passed in 1981, comes at a time when the ultra-liberal country has seen a rise in LGBTQ plus hate crimes, or at least reportedly. Um, Let me see here. The penal code states that those who are guilty of hate speech face a fine, ready for this? A fine or up to a year in jail for private comments. And a maximum of three years in jail for public remarks. Now, now, just stop for a second. Think about that. What what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Rich is looking at his his phone. I already turned Siri off. I already turned all that stuff off. Yeah. No, on on an iPhone, you can you can press it and still access it, but it won't be listening for anything. You can talk to it all you want, and it. I know, I know. But but what would that what would that mean? That would mean, my assumption is, a private comment is just two persons. Public would be three or more. So what's the only way, there, there's only two ways that a private comment could get you a year in jail. If they are bugging you, your, your uh, Alexa, Siri, Whatever type thing I've gotten ri- getting gotten rid of all that stuff, um, or and here's the real thing. Here's the real thing. 
The only other way for that private thing to work is if people in the culture are willing to turn each other in for thought crime. This, it's, it's getting tiring to talk about the Orwellian nature of these things, but Orwell nailed it. He saw where this was going and absolutely positively nailed it. This is, this is, I remember reading the book and I'm not sure if it's in the movie or not, but this is those kids living in the same apartment area um, in 1984 in the book um, and knowing that they're watching everyone just waiting for anything to be able to make accusation of thought crime against someone. And of course, you're not innocent until proven guilty. Innocent until proven guilty is a biblical parameter. Under communism, you're guilty until proven innocent. And under any secular paradigm, once, once the subject, not citizen, once the subject um, is accused by the state, the state is presumed to be right in all things. And it's the Christian worldview that says, no, you are innocent and you're presumed to be innocent until proven guilty. But there's no longer any place for that in the worldview, in a secular worldview, that has become predominant in our society. People like it when they're the ones being accused. They don't like it when they're making the accusations. So if there are private comment criminal penalties, then what you're doing is you are making incentives for the people in the culture to turn each other in. To turn each other in. You've got the thing up, so I assume there's some well, reason. Well, there's the other side of that coin, and you and I both do it. You've got your little hat on here, so I'll, I'll do the... So yeah. com- coming next week, uh, the, uh, the, uh, um, we will have links available to the uh, online store where you'll be able to get... Uh, this is going to be called the Dr. Oakley right here, the yeah. Dr. O. And uh, we've got uh, hoodies and T-shirts and a lot more uh, stuff coming. like that. So a lot um, more coming. Be uh, be looking for that next week. So, but you and I both do it, and we don't even think about it. And that is when you're watching the news, which I'm not doing all that much. And these days. and and I do it. I see something or they say something. I'm just that's just ridiculous, and I say it out loud. Oh yeah, by myself. That's in private, and yet I sit back and. Yeah, I know. My, my, my wife, a coworker in a secular medical place, a coworker is telling her about how she was thinking about getting new shoes. She swears she never said it out loud. Never said it out loud. They have thinking algorithms. They have and algorithms starts- that track your purchasing and predict what you're going. This is what AI is all about. Yeah. That's why the Chinese have been sucking up AI data right and left is because you can predict what people are going to be doing and what they're going to be shopping for before I'm, they even think about themselves. I'm telling you, I used to people could fault me for doing it, but I used to watch that show Person of Interest and it's like this is this is it coming to life. I know. Their whole plot. Anyway. I know. I know.
I know. So, um, here in Norway, then, you've got uh, private comments, public remarks. Furthermore, those charged with violent crimes and are motivated by a victim's orientation or gender identity will receive harsher sentences. This is, this is of course, the elevation of people, elevation of these sexual preferences and sexual rebellion uh, to the position of being privileged in society. So I don't know of any of these nations that have special laws for violating the feelings of Christians. No. But if you are uh, injecting yourself with testosterone, all of a sudden you're now a special person. And you, you get to have special privileges. And you can't be offended or someone who offends you goes to jail. There you go. If, if that is not institutional establishment of fundamental rebellion against God's ways, what is? What can explain this? I, I've recommended, I've, I've, I've been recommending Irreversible Damage, Abigail Schreier's book. And again, let me tell you, she's not a Christian. Her answers are not biblical worldview answers. But we have to be willing to read stuff outside of the Christian realm because she probably got to do interviews with people that a Christian author would not have gotten to do interviews with. That's why you have to be willing to read these things and, and to do filtering. You've got to trust the Spirit of God and the Word of God in situations like that. Anyway, um, I mean, her insights are generally track with ours. She had a Jewish upbringing, so there's some obviously some biblical things like that. But it's not consistent, and but but just the information, the 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 fact that, for example, eighty five percent of the people she interviewed uh, of these girls, primarily girls, who were doing this alleged transitioning, identified as progressives. Only a small percentage had any meaningful Christian or religious experience at all, and. That tells me that, that these young women coming out of their, the first 10 years of their life into their teen years had not been given a foundation, maybe had never listened to their mother or father together saying womanhood is beautiful, bearing children is beautiful. God has made you beautiful, and God has made you special, and God has has put you in this place, and he has a purpose in your life. And this is how we flourish. This is how we experience uh, goodness and righteousness. And especially over and over again, she commented that these parents would say, well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have had any problem if she said she was a lesbian, but now she's talking about having a double mastectomy, because that's the big thing. That's the big thing, is, is, it, this is how, this is how this craze is spread. Right here. If you get your teenage girl, or boy, a smartphone like this, you're an idiot. Sorry. Get them a dumb phone if you want to be able to get hold of them. Get them a GPS tracker if you want to know where they are. 
but internet enabled? Not with what's out there. Uh, this whole craze is less than seven years old. And already the number of the thousands of young girls who have been ruined for life, disfigured for life, will never be mothers, will never have children, no matter how much they want. And they'll never be men either, because that doesn't work either. Absolutely astronomical. It is, it is a craze, it is a, a, and it is a virus spread by the Internet. It's a virus spread by YouTube. It's a virus spread uh, by glowing screens. And it could never have happened before. There have been crazes before. There have been cutting crazes and anorexia. And, and believe it or not, I did not know this, but there are, there are websites you can go to that will teach you how to purge and how to hide things from your parents and all this kind of stuff. It's just... I, I was just, I was stunned by what I was reading. Um, but the purposefulness of this global pandemic, you want a real global pandemic? A real global pandemic that is completely stoppable is the transgender craze. Um, this is, this. no one saw this. There have always been cross-dressers, but they're almost always men to women, not the other way around. And they're almost always in age of maturity. No, no society was stupid enough to think that eight-year-olds or even teenagers were actually old enough, mature enough to make the decision to mangle their bodies the impacts of testosterone injection. I, I could not believe the, just the cult. Any Ivy League school that you go to will have uh, testosterone available, and all you've got to do is identify as transgender, and they will not challenge you. They will not, they will not question you. There are all sorts of places you can go to. Well, they'll teach you. They will coach you how to say, oh, I've always known that I was, I was a boy. I've always, that's what you're supposed to say. You're coached to say it. And all you got to do is go in and say that, and you can walk out with, a, with testosterone patches, gels, syringes, whole nine yards. And the impact upon the female body of massive, because they are massive, testosterone injections Clear, long-term uh, increase in, in cardiovascular disease and just so, it is insanity. It, it makes smoking three packs of cigarettes a day look like nothing, but we're doing it. And governments, like the government of Norway, are saying, and if you dare question any of this, because if, if you dare say there is no such thing as transitioning, could go to, could go to jail in Norway for saying that. You're not even allowed to say it. And on the last program, or was it no? No, I, I, was, I forgot to mention this. The 
the thing that I shared yesterday on social media about uh, the the government in the United Kingdom, the military online going after anybody who spreads misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. In other words, whatever the government says about COVID-19 vaccines is the truth. You're not allowed to question it. You're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to go, I personally would like to have at least five years of testing, you know, so we have some at least inkling of what could be down the road, maybe, like we do with every other drug, you know, would, would that be okay? No, no. If you even ask, they're literally saying they'll come after you. And did you, I don't know if you read it, but if they can get into your system, they will scramble your hard drive. They will encrypt your data so you can't get to it and can never use it again. That's, this is Big Brother in his biggest, and he's already here, and he's already saying, you're going to take my vaccine, and if anybody questions, we'll wipe you out. We'll wipe you out. We, we, will, we will take you out. Right now. That's, this is Big Brother, and Big Brother says transgender stuff that destroys young women? Good thing. You got to remember, what, step back from all the details for just a moment. What does the Great Reset want in this world? There was a clip that I watched yesterday with Bill Gates. And Bill Gates was talking about how we need to have zero CO2 emissions. Zero. Now, what he didn't say was that CO2 is a minor player in Earth's temperature. It's a minor player. Water vapor is the player, period, end of discussion. CO2 is minor, and the human portion of the CO2 emission is minor, 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 minor. But that doesn't matter because you're not allowed to talk about that either. They'll shut you down for that in the future as well. Once, once Big Brother has, has control of all data, then everybody just has to go along because who can ever, you know, you won't even be allowed um, to sell books on Amazon that say anything differently, publish books electronically, anything. You're, you're going to have to hide under trees to hide from the drones without any phones near you to secretly mention it to somebody. And if they're a government agent, you're going to end up in Huskow anyways. So, it, wow, it is an amazing situation. But Bill Gates is sitting there talking about how we need zero CO2. And then he gives a, a, you know, it's the number of people, time the services they have, times the amount of CO2 is produced. Da, 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 da. And you see that the only way to make that work is to have a major decrease in the number of people. They want not just zero population growth, they want a negative population growth. They want to see few, far fewer humans on the planet. The only way to do that is to stop reproduction. And if you create a craze where girls voluntarily neuter themselves, destroy their ovaries, have double mastectomies, that works. That works. That's a part of it. I mean, what you don't want to do 
is encouraged marriage and having children and a stable family. No, 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 no. You want to separate people as much as possible from one another. That's what the Great Seat Reset wants. So step back, my friends. I, I, I'm sorry for all of you sitting out there going, ah, White's lost it. You, know, you all were doing that back when I was saying that, um, you know, the left was going to extend lockdowns as close to the, uh, the elections as possible so they could get mail-in balloting. Okay, well, you know, we'll see. I, I said to a guy today, I said, well... You know, instead of arguing with him, I said, I'll just be waiting for your apology later on when what I said, because I was just observing something really obvious. It's it, it's going to come. And I said, I'll just wait for your apology later on. I'll never get it. But hey, once in a while, it happens. You know, once in a while, someone contacts me and says, yeah, I used to think you were a complete jerk. And unfortunately, you were proven right. So eh, you just go from there. I'm dumb, not always right. But this is this is a situation where you just need to step back. Take a deep breath and go, all right, these folks promoting the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum and, and uh, Prince Charles and all these, these elites, uh, Bill Gates of the world, uh, they've been very open. They've, they've been open, and we ignored them all along because it just seemed like those crazy elites who'd fly around in jets, which proved that we didn't, they don't care about CO2, um, fly around in jets and meet in Davos and talk about stuff that no one, everybody knew no one's ever going to vote for that. Well, until you threaten them with a pandemic and convince enough of them that they're all going to die in the streets. Um, And then you get the media completely all on one page repeating the same stuff. No matter what channel you go to, here's the stuff up in the corner. How many have died? How many died today? How many died near you? That's all you see of that one thing. They won't, they won't put it in context. They won't talk about how many people would have died today one way or the other. They won't talk about any of that stuff. It's just this one thing. And then they get you masked up. They get you to submit to that. And the next thing is the immunizations. And what's after that? And you, they've been open about it wide open about it. And so you look at their worldview and you go, what would fit in the worldview of the Great Reset? Well, destroying as many young females as possible um, fits in real well. Fits in real well. And that's what this entire transgender insanity is, is all about. It's destructive. It's evil. It's immoral. And now it's immoral to call that which is immoral, immoral. Total reverse of the moral and ethical foundation. Now, can they defend it one-on-one? No, but that's why they shut you down. That's why they censor you. They can't defend it. They can't engage in debate. They know it. And why should they? They already control the media upwards and downwards. Yep, well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, got to look at the big pictures. So let's look at a big picture uh, to finish up the program today. On Sunday evening, we did something unusual at uh, Apologia. We did something where all four elders spoke. And uh, I just chose, hopefully under the Spirit's leading, uh, to look at a text that I had never, um, I had never 
looked at before. I, I think I don't think I've ever preached from it before. And I was struck by a number of things. I thought, you know, uh, I I had the exact same amount of time. I had twenty. I did twenty minutes, and we've got twenty minutes left here. Acts chapter twelve. Acts chapter twelve. I'll. I won't read the whole thing, but I would recommend it. To, remember, Acts chapter twelve is this fascinating story that just sort of appears in the middle of the narrative, and there's a reason why it's there. Uh, it's about Herod. And it's about Herod pleasing the people. Remember what he did is he, uh, Acts chapter 12, now about that time Herod the king laid hands on some who belonged to the church in order to mistreat them. And he had James, the brother of John, put the death of the sword. And when he saw it, that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. So here you have someone in political control and they do something, put someone to death, and they see that it pleases well, they're key constituencies. And so it's like, oh, well, that worked well. Let's try it again. Let's do it again. And so he has Peter arrested also. This is during the days of unleavened bread. And so they chuck him in prison. The church is fervently praying to God for him. You know the story because it's one of those stories you got in, in um, Sunday school all the time. Peter is released from prison by an angel, and it's... It's so supernatural, Peter thinks he's dreaming. Because the guards don't wake up. There are guards all around him. He's chained to them, double chained. The chains fall off his hands. Doors open of their own. And he's let out to the street. And then the angel leaves him. And he thinks he's dreaming. And by the way, just in passing, this is that one place where, and I'm going to have to look up the exact number, but where Codex Beze Cantabrigiensis, Codex D, has this really weird edition where it says, I think, I think it says there were 39 steps, or was it 29? I'm going to have to look it up. 39 or 29 steps that Peter descended to go down to the street. It's the only manuscript that has it. It's like, what? <laughs> where did that come from? Anyway, uh, that's what we call Codex D, the living Bible of the, uh, of the early church. Anyway, so... Uh, then you have the really funny story, because there's, there's, there's a tough story and a funny story. The funny story is when Peter gets to where the Christians are, and he knocks on the door, and uh, Rhoda answers the door, but doesn't open the door, hears Peter's voice, and gets all excited instead of letting him in. He, just, he was just released from prison by an angel. He's standing out in the road... And she leaves him standing out there to run inside and tell everybody, and they don't believe him. So he's still knocking away. I, I would love to see someone videotape this, you know, to, to recre- <laughs> recreate this. Because I've known some Rotas, you know, I really have. I, I've known some Rotas that just, you know, boop, uh, too much pressure, and, and yeah, what, what's going on? And so, <laughs> and then Peter says, tell James. And then he's out of there. He's out of there. So all of you that are into the Romans 13 means absolute capitulation. Uh, Peter didn't stop once they got out to the road and said to the angel, um, Mr. Angel, sir, thank, thank you so much. But um, the government has said that I need to be in there, not out here. And so would you please let me back in? No, he, 
he hot-footed it. He he got out of there uh, because um, he hadn't done anything wrong to be in there in the first place. So that act, that Romans 13 thing is talking about punishing evildoers and rewarding those who do good. So when the government reverses that, different situation, uh, biblically speaking. Anyway, but uh, in the passing... There was, there's, there's two things to mention, because remember what happens at the end of the story? End of the story, Herod goes, Tyre and Sidon, they're buttering him up. The words of a, of a god, not of a man. He doesn't give glory to God. God strikes him dead, and he's eaten by worms. Okay? Uh, clear indication that political power is subject to divine ordination, and that when someone, no matter how powerful they might think they are, allows themselves to be worshipped in that way, um, they are accountable before God, and in some instances, God brings judgment right then and there. Takes them out. But there is a little story that I, I brought attention to um, that's in verse 18. Now, when they came... There was no small disturbance among the soldiers as to what could have become of Peter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing this picture in my mind. Are you? You know, these Roman soldiers, you know, this starts getting a little lighter in the cell. The sun's coming up. Uh, you know, and it smells in there because Roman soldiers have never seen a, a deodorant can. And, uh, hey. Brutus, what? Where'd Peter go? And there's there's the chains lying there, and they're empty. Double chains. Double change. chains. Yeah, so the first thought is, okay, who came in and let him out to use the restroom or something? Which, uh, what, what? So you, you call the guards, because there's guards at the doors, too. And they come in. And there's that... It's sort of like, you know, I had a truck stolen once when I was at Phoenix College. They stole my truck out of the parking lot. It was found later the day, stripped. And that fir- when you first walk out, and you thought you knew where you parked. Okay, I, I, must, I, I must, it must be this row over here. And then all of a sudden, there's that tightening in your chest when you realize it's gone. It's been stolen. And when I found the glass... On the, in, next to the parking spot where I thought I had parked. You know, that's what I knew. Um, they had broken the window and had stolen it. And, um, well, there was a, at some point, all of a sudden, they start looking at each other and they realize they're dead. Not they had lost their truck. They're dead. Because the law was straightforward. When a prisoner was placed into the custody of a Roman soldier, if that prisoner escapes, the Roman soldier's life is forfeit. That's why he was double-chained. They took this very seriously, and they knew Herod would, too. And so when it says, um, uh, there was no small disturbance, (laughs) Uk. Aligas, um, uh, a tarakas, and it wasn't a small one. There is a great disturbance amongst the soldiers. 
as to what in the world happened to Peter. When Herod had searched for him and had not found him, he examined the guards, and or they be led away to execution. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and was spending time there. So, it was, there, there was no discussion, there was no hesitation. The guards, you're done. Um, were, they, were they just run through with a sword, beheaded? It doesn't say they were crucified, but that, that, that wouldn't happen to it. They, they, they didn't use that type of punishment for someone like that who was, was in the Roman army or something like that. It would have been run through with a sword or beheaded or something like that. Um, they're, they're executed. Now, let's think for just a second. You think God saw that coming? Let's put it this way. No, no matter what your theology of the providence and sovereignty of God is, you think God knew when he sent his angel to deliver Peter in the way he did which was not to have an angel come in and wah, and the soldiers stand up and the angel goes and, and throws them up against the wall and they're all knocked silly and their bones are broken and, and then they can, they can say to Herod, this bright, shiny thing came in and look, we can't even walk. Our legs are broken and our arms are broken and maybe they would have survived. Maybe they wouldn't have been killed. Maybe because Herod... This Herod knew all about the stories about the resurrection of Jesus, and this Peter dude connected. Who knows? The way that God did it, you think God knew what the absolute outcome of that was going to be? It's obvious. The absolute outcome was that those soldiers were going to die. Now, is that fair? Now, think about that for a moment. Because in our day and age, I'm afraid I can think of a lot of evangelical church contexts where if you brought this up and you said, you think that's fair? A lot of people would have to go, no. I mean, they didn't do anything wrong. They were just doing their jobs and... And lo and behold, you know, the way that Peter was released was supernatural, and obviously God kept them asleep so that Peter could escape, and they didn't hear doors opening. I'm sure those doors were not exactly the most oiled doors in the world. Um, And so that's not fair. And you step back, and you go, "Um, were these guards sinners? Well, yeah, of course they were. Um, We don't have any evidence that they were believers. So they're sinners, and uh, that means they're under the judgment of God. So can God bring his judgment to bear upon any sinner at any point in their life? The biblical answer is yes. I don't think most Christians actually believe that. I, I do not think most Christians actually believe that God has the right to bring his judgment to bear at any point in the life of a rebellious, 
of any of the sons or daughters of Adam. Let's how, how we put it that way, because I know there's a bunch of Christians who don't believe that. They don't believe that we're fallen sons and daughters of Adam. Not in the sense of having any culpability or being held accountable. Total rejection of federal headship. But if you don't have federal headship, then all you can say is, well, but I'm sure these guards had committed personal sin. Um, and so they were liable for their personal sin. And therefore, God was just to bring that at that particular point in time, even though there were probably lots of worse Roman soldiers. And we're not told these Roman soldiers were the worst Roman soldiers in the world, right? But the point is, they were part of a worldly system that was being used to persecute the saints of God. And remember what Jesus told Paul when he was Saul? Saul, Saul, why are you what? Persecuting me. Persecuting me. What am I getting at here? Well, of everything that we talk about today, this is the most important. This is the most important. There is an infection going around. There really is. And the infection is the infection of the myth of neutrality. The myth of neutrality. And most of us are raised with the myth of neutrality. If you are raised in a context where you think that your religious life is over here, but your political and secular life is over here, and you can somehow separate these out to where Jesus' claims of lordship are only relevant over here in the spiritual realm, there is no claim of Jesus' lordship in other words, when he's king of kings, he's only king of kings politically. <laughs> um, he's only lord of lords uh, uh, spiritually, not politically. Opposite. He, he, he has spiritual authority. He doesn't actually have kingship as a king would. These soldiers were a part of a political system that was already persecuting Jesus. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Jesus could have said that to these soldiers. Why are you persecuting me? What do you mean? He's one of mine. You persecute him, you're persecuting me. Well, but we're just told to do what we do. That involves the myth of neutrality, that you can be neutral. That you can just, well, you know, it, as long as I was told by my superiors to do this, then I am absolved of all culpability. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're standing in opposition to the king of kings. Well, you Calvinists can't claim because you think God has decreed all this stuff. And again, the decree is what makes the actions in time culpable. What happens in time is real. What Jesus did in time was real. What God did in delivering Peter was real. Ask the soldiers. They found out how real it was. 
Okay. So as we think about what we're facing today, then we need to make sure that when we talk about, you know, how many times in the program over the past number of months have we talked about we can't offer the pinch of incense on the altar and say Caesar is Lord. And one of the greatest challenges we have as Christians today is determining where, where is that dividing line? What, what constitutes the offering of the incense on the altar? We can't offer it. We cannot say Caesar is Lord. And we cannot function on the basis of thinking that there is neutrality. So when we call, when we, when we call for people to repent, the idea that many of us have is that the only possible call of repentance is for your own personal sin. There's never any idea of calling people to repent for having stood against God and his purposes. And yet, here you have Caesar, because who do these soldiers represent? They represent Caesar. Who did Herod represent? He represented Caesar too. His, he may have thought his authority was because he's a king, but Herod knew, Herod well knew, he could not go against what Caesar authorized him to do. That whole power dynamic was a very complicated one. But he, he knew he couldn't do that. And so you have Caesar here. And in both instances, in delivering Peter, you have God bringing judgment on Caesar. In striking Herod down, you have God bring judgment upon Caesar. There's no neutrality. No one can say, well, you know, Herod did. How could Herod know? Uh, well, he could know for many, many different reasons. General Revelation, he had, he certainly knew the Jewish faith. Anybody who's, who dresses up in his royal finery and allows people to stand in front of him saying, the voice of a god and not of a man is an idolater. He is accepting the adulation and worship of the people. Of course he knew that they were doing it only to gain political favors. Still made it feel good, at least until God did whatever it was he did to him, which I'm sure was, from the description, not really pleasant in any way, shape, or form. Well, wasn't he just neutral? No, he, there is no neutrality. You either submit to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, or you're a rebel against him. Or you're a rebel against him. Herod, that was obvious. The soldier is not so clear until we think it through. Until we think it through. And when we do, we see. We see. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the program today. Uh, again, uh, process continuing on. Uh, we made some some cool advancements yesterday. I was uh, Rich put a picture up of uh, me playing with that uh, board that I'm going to be using so much, and and um, uh, we have plans within plans. So I'm really looking forward to. 
being able to bring you all in on that. Continue to pray for us. I joked yesterday, and I hope it was a joke, I joked yesterday with Rich that we're going to put all this together right at the time that big tech takes us out. <laughs> then you and I can sit in there and go, this would have been fun, uh, you know, but we're hoping that's not the case. Um, but uh, continue to pray as we, as Rich is working very, very hard, many, many hours, stringing stuff together and making stuff work. And um, uh, hopefully we'll be able to start showing you some of uh, the results of that very, very, very soon. Thank you for watching the program today. We'll see you next time. God bless.